There we go. Good evening. How's everyone doing? I know this is not an episode of Mr. Rogers with my nice sweater. Scott back from ballroom dancing. <laughs> um, but we are back with the Northeast with the Northeast Bull Rush with uh, my friend John from uh, the Big Northeast Pod. Um, before we get started, John, uh, any opening thoughts? Um, how's everything going? Hey, things are good, man. It's almost basketball season. Yeah, it should be a great year in the Northeast. I've seen your tweets about the Big East. Uh, love reading about it, too. And especially in the A-10 as well with uh, St. Bonaventure with their first ranking since, I, I believe, the uh, that'd be the Nixon administration. It's been quite a while, yeah. I, I don't know the exact date, but I think it was in the 70s. So, so yeah, that, that tracks. It's weird. It, it's weird that they haven't been ranked in the last 50 years. Uh, solid program. But, um, yeah, basketball, basketball's on the horizon. It's great. Yes, sir. Uh, so yeah, starting off with uh, with uh, we're gonna focus more on certain teams and bowl scenarios and destinations rather than uh, in the past with the three bowls. Uh, we sort of went that trend last week. So any takeaways from this past week? Um, I kind of want to know your thoughts on the on the Syracuse Boston College result, which uh, Cuse is gonna be the first one we're gonna talk about. But I was surprised by it. I thought it'd be a closer game. Um, yeah, I was just really shocked. I wasn't I was surprised that it was so low scoring. I think it was what 29 to 6 or 24 or something like that. 20 something to 6. Uh but I mean we sat here last week I and I said you know I'll toot my own horn a little bit you know that I was pretty confident that that Q's is going to win. They seem to be trending up while BC seem, seem to be trending down. So I wasn't shocked but yeah it was it was lower scoring than than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Sean Tucker, another great game. Um, looks to have a great future for the program. And with the way things are trending with Kenneth Walker, maybe we might see a comeback with the running backs in the Heisman race in future years. But I don't want to leap too far with that. So in, heading into the final three games, do you see Syracuse winning at least one of those? They have a tough last three games. Um, do you think they make it to six wins? It's a little tough. You know, it is in the ACC. So, you know, even though Pitt is is higher ranked, they could definitely fall off the cues. Uh, the the game at Louisville is uh, a bit of a toss up, I'd, I'd say. And then uh, NC State looks like a tough one as well. So I think they win one of those. I'll give them one and two, get to six and six. Uh, you know, we, we talked about uh, Tucker. He's been tremendous. Schrader has been a little hit and miss. I think he only had like 65 yards in the air last week against BC. So he's got a He's got to kind of pick that up a little bit, but I think they get one more win and I think they get bowl eligible. I agree with that one. I'd say either the Louisville game or the NC state, to be honest with you, I'm not as sold on NC state as I guess other people would be. Yes, they did beat Clemson, but we've seen how Clemson's played. And I think the most telling result result, honestly, is the uh, game against Louisiana tech where tech was very close. They played them very close and that's a tech team that, um, hasn't played to standard this year. They just lost to Old Dominion as well. So that's the most telling result, I think, of the NC State team. Don't think they're as good as people say. Um, and I think I think Hughes takes that one to go either that one or the Louisville game, even though I think Louisville is probably one of the better teams in the Atlantic uh, that people aren't talking about. So I'd pick that one, the NC State game, over Louisville as a win for Syracuse. So Yeah, I mean, oh. it's it- – I was going to say, it's, it's the ACC, you know, and with Clemson in a down year, anybody could really beat anybody. You know, I know Wake and, and Pitt have looked better than most, but I'm not, like, super confident in, in those teams either. So, uh, you know, I think I think Cuse has got a, has got a pretty good shot to uh, to get one more win. 
So, so as for destination, do you see them going to the pinstripe ball or going to one of the ACC's lower bowls um, with a six and six record? Uh, past rejections have had them going to the first responder bowl, I think against Purdue, oddly enough. That was last week. I don't think they're in that this week looking at the action network um, and the other projections. So where do you see Syracuse landing if they do make a bowl? Yeah, I mean, some of the ones that we talked about, pinstripe, Fenway, military, certainly those are all within range. Uh, yeah, you, you just mentioned first responder. I saw that on a couple of couple of different projections. I also saw the uh, guaranteed rate bowl for them. So really, I think it's it's anywhere in that, uh, you know, in, in that kind of sweet spot for for Q's and I think for BC as well, if they uh, we'll talk about them a little bit more. But if they do end up making a bowl, I think they're probably right in the same, you know, being considered for the same bowls. So uh, I, I know I've I've been saying for a while, I, I hope they get to the Fenway or or potentially the, the military selfishly, you know, for some regional pride here. But uh, any of those would would be, I think, sufficient. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, I'm going to use that to play off uh, onto another team. So with the pinstripe bowl, uh, a, a couple of projections had Penn State. Actually, CBS had Penn State going to the pinstripe bowl against Virginia Tech. Do you see the pinstripe bowl trying to set up a matchup between Syracuse and Penn State, regional rivals of old? Or is the record too much of an obstacle for that one, as in, well, I guess the gap in records, which Penn State would probably end the season at 10 and two, nine and three, and Syracuse at six and six. I mean, I'm not that optimistic for Penn State at, at 10 and two. Even nine and three might be might be difficult. They have to win out to, to get to nine and three, which is certainly possible, but I don't think the gap in record would be that tremendous. I do think Penn State would be favored by by quite a lot, whether they're, you know, eight and four, nine and three, even if they were seven and five, I still think they'd be favored quite a lot over over Q. So the the gap would be there. I think I, I like either of those matchups. If we could get, yeah, the old right. I mean, I think Cuse has the most wins over um, over a ranked Penn State team all time, something like that. I mean, that's you know, like some of the old heads talk about, like a, a, a rivalry for for Penn State. Or I would love that that Virginia Tech matchup as well. Give us the game that we were robbed of from uh, COVID last year, and. Um, you know, that's a great regional game as well. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of recruits from, from uh, the DMV area on both rosters. So I would love either of those matchups. I think, yeah, the, the record, might, if Penn state wins out or gets close to it, the records might be a little bit too lopsided, but there's no guarantee of, of that happening. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I misspoke. I forgot they had lost three games. That That's on me right there. Um, but yeah, even I, I do agree, I guess, the gap. It's just like the perception with Penn State being in the thick of the title race, um, I guess, as late as mid-November, mid-October, excuse me. Um, that perception that has it kind of being like, you know, a huge gap between the teams, which there is. But um, I mean, still, it's still a rivalry, like you say. Um, something I want to bring up for Penn State tie-ins is a lot of these tie-ins have, or a lot of these projections have them going really, I guess, far destinations. Like I think CBS had, or not CBS, but Action Network has them going to the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, ESPN has them going to the Music City Bowl. Do you see Penn State's brand name carrying them westward to another bowl, or, or um, do you think it's more likely they stay local, particularly the Pinstripe Bowl? I think if they had their druthers, they'd, they'd probably travel if, if it was a more prestigious bowl. You know, Penn State travels pretty well. They have a you know tremendous alumni network, 
So I think they'd, they'd go for the more prestigious bowl rather than the, the local um, pinstripe bowl if it, if it came down to that. If it was the pinstripe bowl and um, I, I don't know, something that was deemed less prestigious, I think they'd, yeah, they'd stay, they'd stay local play if they, if they had the, the choice of, you know, if it was Cuse or, or Virginia Tech in that, in that pinstripe bowl, I think that would probably be a pretty compelling matchup as well for, uh, you know, for the, the Penn State decision makers. So, so yeah, I think, I, guess, I think it depends on the caliber of, of the bowl. Yeah, and it's interesting with that because the Big Ten has a lot of far bowl destinations. And with a team with a brand name in the season that Penn State's had, you would think like Outback Bowl, um, Citrus Bowl is maybe out of, out of reach. But, uh, I think that might be Michigan or if Ohio State has two losses and Ohio State. Oh, yeah, maybe Ohio State goes to Citrus Bowl instead if they have some sort of slide. But uh, I think Penn State might be out of the Florida Bowls. But definitely the Las Vegas Bowl is definitely a uh, possibility, I think. Um, I think it's interesting that ESPN – both analysts, um, Mark Schlebach and Kyle Bonagura, are sold on Penn State going to Nashville, which, I mean, I'm, I'm not so sure that. Um, I think Purdue would be a better fit for that game, but they did play in 2018, but it's also been three years. So um, I don't know how often the folks in West Lafayette, West Lafayette end up going to the Music City, but I can't imagine it's often. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have the stats off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, I think I'd prefer, I personally prefer Purdue in that who were they um, project? Were they projecting Tennessee in the Music City Bowl as well? No. So um, one one of them had Arkansas, which w- which would be a pretty solid game, and the other one had LSU, um, which I I can't vouch for how competitive that game would be. Honestly, I, I don't think it would be that competitive. Yeah, I kind of like the the Arkansas matchup with for Penn State, honestly, uh, but uh, like I know Arkansas has fallen off as as has Penn State, so. I th- I think I haven't watched a ton of Arkansas recently, but yeah, I do think Penn State is uh, you know they were they were overranked at at four or you know or whatever their ranking was you know when they played Iowa. Um, I think they're underranked now at you know at twenty three or whatever. But I mean I think it's justified since they've lost three games in a row now. I think they will end up winning probably three out of their final four. So I think they'll probably settle in around you know twelve to fifteen. In, in the overall rankings or thereabouts. So I think it'll be if, if Arkansas is able to kind of rebound as well a little bit, it, it might be a fun matchup. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it seems like Arkansas has gone off the grid really um, the past couple of weeks after that Georgia game, but I, I do agree um, kind of star study. I mean, good quarterback battle with KJ Jefferson and Sean Clifford, um, a healthy Sean Clifford, hopefully, but should be fun to see. So Moving on to our next team and going back to the ACC, we got Boston College. Uh, I want to know your thoughts on their bowl eligibility possibilities. They're four and four, I believe, right now, um, but they're really struggling. Do you think they make it to six and six with their remaining schedule? So we talked about this a bit last week. Four games left, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Florida State, and Wake. I think, as we just talked about, kind of anybody could beat anybody in the ACC this year, but – I think BC is is definitely trending in the wrong direction. Some of these games look like coin flips on paper, but I think they're not in actuality. So I'm not confident at all in BC to get two wins here. I think they they maybe get to five and seven. Surprise somebody. I think probably anybody except for for Wake, unless that's just like a tremendous trap game 
at the end of the year. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't love their chances, honestly. Yeah, I, I think that's fair enough. I agree, honestly. Um, and looking at some projections, uh, like you said, anyone can be anyone in the ACC. Almost as hard to predict as the MAC is, uh, speaking of, of MACTION. But uh, the, the Action Network has Boston College going to Texas, finishing some unfinished, unsettled business at the uh, first responder bowl. If uh, you remember 2018, the, the game that was canceled, and uh, the 2018 canceled first responder bowl against Arizona State. And I don't think they match up well against the Sun Devils. Um, Brett McMurphy has them as 10-point underdogs to the Sun Devils. So I can see them being sent westward one, or to one of the ACC's poor bowls um, and not sent to the Fenway, especially if uh, they get an SMU team or a Houston team in the Fenway Bowl and uh, want to create a, a made-for-TV matchup. Um, and I'm seeing a Sam Howell versus Tanner Mordecai matchup, North Carolina SMU with the Action Network. So that, that's sort of the way I see it. I, I think if they do make the six game, they get sent to – pretty much one of the screw you type bowls. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're going to have to worry about it though, because I don't think they're getting there. I want to ask though, like where do you think they would have ended up with a healthy uh, Phil Dracovic? I mean, I was, I was predicting ahead of the season, I think like nine and three for them with, with a healthy Dracovic. And I think maybe I was drinking the Kool-Aid a, a little bit much like in er, that early season. You know, I think I was like, oh, BC might be going to the playoffs, you know. So, but I, I do think now looking back on it, I think nine and three it, with with a healthy Djokovic sounds reasonable, especially with with Clemson being down. You know, it was not something we knew uh, before the season. So what what bowl that would put them in? I I, I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, I think. I think nine and three sounds sounds reasonable. Yeah, I'd say a 9-3 record lands them in either the Holiday or the um, Sun Bowl, honestly. Well, maybe not the Sun Bowl. Um, but, yeah, well, I guess in terms of other bowls, uh, CBS has hope for Boston College, uh, has them going to the Military Bowl against UCF in a battle of teams with uh, fallen quarterbacks. I uh, don't know if they did that on purpose, but um should be interesting if that happens. Um but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a bit more optimistic with Boston College. I mean, I see Virginia Tech. I see a team that's probably going to fire their coach soon in Justin Fuente. Um, and it's a Friday night, probably going to be a red bandana game. And I am a firm believer in the red band, in red bandana magic. So that's five wins right there. Georgia Tech, um, it's still not coming together out in Atlanta under, under Jeff Collins. So I, th I think they end at six and six. I think Florida State's coming on strong. And then, of course, Wake Forest. So I'm, I'm more optimistic, but, of course, we'll see how it plays out. And we will. So mo moving on to uh, well, state. Well, I guess I wanted to add one more because um, one more uh, one more school because I kind of forgot about them. But Maryland won their fifth game against Indiana, and if we're looking at how they match up against Rutgers, I think they're definitely the better team. Uh, for Maryland, really quick, do you see them going out west? Um, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think the pinstripe bowl goes for Maryland if they have. I guess other. I mean, particularly Penn State first off, but I guess other teams in the Big Ten East to choose from. Um, right now, ESPN has an intriguing matchup between Maryland and West Virginia in the guaranteed rate bowl out of Phoenix, a uh, nice regional rivalry. So where do you think Maryland ends up bowl-wise? Oh, they have West Virginia and Maryland in that? Uh, yeah, well, ESPN does. ESPN has that okay. game projected, which is pretty pretty dope. Because uh, didn't they play? I think they played like first game of the season already, didn't they? They did, and I, I think they – I mean, I don't know if they overlooked that or just weren't aware at the moment, but um, 
I know. I guess the rivalry is that is that yeah. much desired. <laughs> I mean, it, I would love it. I mean, I'm a I'm a regional guy. You know, I think uh, it would be a great like rematch. You know, you, you don't often you don't often see that, and it's you know, especially I'm hoping to I'm hoping to you know get West Virginia into the ACC, get Maryland back there one day too. You know, just make <laughs> make it a, a whole uh, continuous uh, conference at at some point here, but. Um, yeah, I still think Rutgers pulls off that that game last uh, last game of the season. Maybe Maryland, honestly, like pulls off the upset against Penn State. I'm a little bit more worried about that. I don't know, maybe my delusional Penn State fandom here, but I mean, if Penn State could lose to Illinois, it, it, it seems like that every year they, um, they 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 suffer at least two, maybe three losses uh, surrounding that Ohio, that Ohio State week. You know, they just either get into a trap game or get into a, um, what should we call it, like a uh, emotional, like late night game that carries over to the next week and sometimes both. So uh, I'm a little worried, honestly, about the, the Penn State Maryland game. So I think they lose to Rutgers, but I, but maybe they still get to six wins. So I'd love to see them in the pinstripe bowl personally, if if that's the case. Yeah, I mean the old ACC matchups would be beautiful. I mean, maybe not Virginia Tech, but we can get Virginia Maryland um, for that game. That would be beautiful. But I mean, I totally see them either getting sent to Arizona, being Maryland, not much of a big brand football wise, or um, the other projections. Action Network has Maryland going to the Quick Lane Bowl against Northern Illinois as the CBS Sports, which uh, which makes a lot of sense that Maryland being the six and six team of the Big Ten um, and having that reputation, uh, sort of carrying the flag as in, hey, don't embarrass us against the MAC. Uh, and I don't think um, – I don't know if Maryland went to Michigan for either the Michigan State game or Michigan. They might have went for either one. But uh, Detroit might be a fun trip for the fans. They went back in 2016 against Boston College. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I see that scenario playing out rather than the pinstripe bowl or um, – I mean, or Arizona, I think – or the guaranteed rate bowl in Arizona. So moving on to um, to our final team, probably the team that uh, in Pitt, as in the favorite for the Lambert Trophy, um, maybe Penn State's a close second, but it's interesting because CBS thinks that Pitt can be can beat Wake Forest, excuse me, in the uh, ACC title game, while ESPN does not think as much as does Action Network. So first off, do you think Pitt wins the big, or excuse me, the, the ACC title game, thinking about other conferences, that wins the ACC title game uh, against Wake, a Wake team that probably would not have any ranked wins up to that point. That's a that's a stay away game, I think, for me. I don't know who who I would bet on it, but I, I you know, I wouldn't be confident in, in either team, honestly. They might, it will be a fun game. I'll definitely watch, you know, they might put up 200 points between the two of them, but uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know who I would, who I would love to win it. Now Pitt has to get there for, I mean, both teams obviously have to get there first, but Pitt has a game against UVA, right? That if they lose that game and UVA continues to win out, UVA might be in, uh, might be in the championship game. Do I have that correct? Oh yeah, you do. I mean, UVA did lose to BYU, but no bearing on the standings, but I, I agree. I mean, Brennan Armstrong and the Cavaliers are really playing well this year. So I think it, you know, gun to my head, I, it, it, if Pitt and Wake both get there, I think I'm picking Pitt personally, but uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel confident in, in betting that at all. <laughs> 
What about you? I mean, me either, but I think, um, geez, and I'd, I'd hate to say the eye test because I hate that term, but looking at the way Wake Forest has played week in, week out, after all, they're undefeated. After all, they dropped 70 on an Army defense that was solid last year, um, was solid for the most part this year. Um, I got to think I, I got to think Wake's a better team. Um, and the loss to Miami, I mean, Pitt's just got those ugly losses. Like Western Michigan is very solid. But if you're a team of Pitt's caliber this year, you shouldn't be losing to Western Michigan if you're in a Power 5 conference race. You shouldn't be losing to Miami um, at home. I mean – so I got to go Wake Forest because of as much as I hated the eye test. Yeah. I mean, maybe to me it's, you know, Pitt with a maybe a slightly higher ceiling, but certainly a way lower floor. And, and Wake with not quite that as high of a ceiling, in my opinion, but a higher floor. So I guess it depends on which, uh, which Pitt team shows up to the championship game if they make it there. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it seems like you don't know which pit team you're going to get in some weeks. Um, you know, just another bipolar team. It, it, it's really it's strange. Uh, in terms of bowl games, so ESPN has them going to, well, both analysts, Boniger and Schleyback, have them going to the Cheez-It Bowl in uh, Orlando, which is usually like the highest bowl uh, after the New Year's Six. And that's a star-studded bowl game. You got Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, Kenny Pickett. Should be a fun one in Orlando. Uh, Action Network has them, or actually I'll go to CBS. CBS Sports has me going to the Peach Bowl against Ole Miss. Should be fun. Matt Corral versus Kenny Pickett. Uh, would love to see that one. While Action Network has them going to the Gator Bowl. And Pitt's sort of a wild card in terms of bowl destinations because they went to the they went to the Sun Bowl in 2018. They went to the Quick Lane Bowl in 2019. Of course, not an ACC tie-in anymore. Or, yeah, not an ACC tie-in any, anymore. Um, but they haven't made an appearance in Florida in a while. So, um, I if I, I mean, if we're up to me, I think they would go either the Camping World Bowl being that better ACC team if Notre Dame doesn't go to the New Year's Six, I think, or um, the Gator Bowl, which they have them going against Auburn in the Gator Bowl. Hmm. The Auburn matchup would be would be a little bit spicy because then you'd have the uh, the Pitt versus Penn State kind of proxy war against Auburn. So we'd see, you know, how how well Pitt does. And then there'd be all the, you know, the Western PA uh, trash talking amongst the, the two fan bases. So I, I'd like that. Yeah. I mean, any, any of them would be great. You know, I, I'm, I'm honestly looking more forward to the ACC championship game right now. If, uh, if they make it there, I want to, I really want to see that wake pit matchup, but in, in terms of bowl games, yeah, the Auburn matchup would be a cool, the, um, the Peach Bowl would be great, you know, just a such a you know prestigious game, you know, and get get pit in there. Cheese It Bowl is is funny for the uh, for the memes. I would hope that uh, that Pickett doesn't uh, follow in, in some of his uh, forebears' footsteps there and uh, <laughs> keeps the ball out of the hands of the the opposition. But um, that yeah, that game always seems to be wacky just for for whatever reason. So any of them would be fun, but you know, Pitt's gonna pit. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think um, what's interesting is I think Pitt fans have a reputation of not traveling well. Um, I'm not – I think you can vouch for that more. Um, I haven't seen the attendance this year, but there's been some Pitt games at Heinz Field that just haven't had a good atmosphere. 
And I remember like a, a few years back, Pitt went eight and four, but the fact that they didn't travel well had them sent to the military bowl, which was in the bottom tier of the ACC bowls in 2015 to play against Navy. So I think that kind of gets in the way. Um, but I got to think um, sort of like as we're in the, in the back end of this pandemic, um, you know, what's better than a nice trip to Florida in December for your Pitt fan to cap off probably your, your best year since uh, either, either the Tyler Palco season, the Tyler Palco season in 2004 or the, the near uh, BCS Bowl in 09. Uh, I, I don't know. So I got I, I got to think maybe Pitt travels well, but that might be in the back of bowl, um, bowl organizers' heads. So. Yeah, they've, they've had a rough time at, at Heinz Field. It's just a, you know, I, I don't know what team that doesn't have like an on-campus stadium, you know, plays in in an NFL stadium actually has like a good, uh, you know, game day atmosphere and, and fills the fills the stadium. I don't, I don't know how many teams are in that boat, but it's, it would, it would seem to me that if they had an on-campus stadium, they would do have a much easier job in filling it. Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst that it could be because, like, looking at Temple, um, UCF marquee team coming into town, um, there are a lot of people in Philadelphia had better things to do. So that's just one example. And, of course, UCF – or USF, excuse me, USF has – they become a meme at times at, at the Ray J. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, in a year like this, I guess – and I've looked at the attendance numbers, so I could be falsely accusing Pitt fans of, of uh, disloyalty. But um, – yeah, I guess it's hard when, uh, when you know, you haven't had a Tony Dorsett in a while, a Tony Dorsett season, a Dan Marino-type season in a long time. I guess it's hard to get fans um, to pretty much just see what's, what is the Steelers' crib, what's known better as the Steelers' crib and not where Pitt plays. So, yeah, No, I don't think you're, you're doing any false accusations here. I mean, I haven't gone and seen for myself, but from what I've seen on social media, the Pitt fans would, would probably agree with you. There would be – a little bit incredulous of their fellow fans for not, uh, not coming out, you know, supporting the team when, especially, I mean, they, they lost to, you know, Western Michigan early on, but, you know, aside from that, they were getting some real, some real buzz with Kenny Pickett. I mean, I think part of it was, it just came out of nowhere. Like nobody was really expecting this. I mean, not even, I don't think Kenny himself was expecting this, this great of a season from, from him. If they were, there was a little bit more fanfare ahead of time, I think you probably would have seen better, better attendance. Yeah. And maybe this builds next year. Um, I'd like to see what happens next year, but of course, Kenny Piggy will probably be gone. Well, I definitely will be gone. Um, oh yeah. So, he's, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. No, no super duper senior there, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see if that sets the foundation for next year. But uh, yeah. Um, Pitt should be an interesting uh, bowl team come, uh, come December um, for selection Sunday. So we'll only, we'll see until till then. I'm not sure what the ranking is in the playoff rankings. Had, I only saw the top 10 and was uh, just wanted to close my, uh, just wanted to close Twitter because it's aggravating, but, um, but yeah. Yeah. As much as I hate Cincinnati from some of those UConn uh, Cincinnati basketball uh, matchups and some of the trash talking that went on through there, I, I feel bad for the man. They got, I feel like they've gotten so much disrespect from the committee just now and across like social media and, and other, other places just, what, what do they have to do to, to, to get into the playoff? I mean, it's like they had the two years of credibility, which is so, such nonsense. They had the two years of credibility, they're probably going to be an 11-1 team in Notre Dame, top 10 win. Um, 
And yeah, it, it's just frustrating. I mean, it, it it is, and that's why the playoff needs to expand to at least six. I think, uh, maybe I think eight's a sweet spot, but six at least. But um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess we turn this into a, into a CFP event venting session uh, on this podcast. Uh, it's, it's just aggravating to say the least. But um, I think that wraps up our our bowl talk. Do you have any anything final to say, John? Let me vent one thing on on the CFP. Okay. Just just quickly, indulge <laughs> me here. The thing that I hate most about it is that the, the the committee's mandate is to pick the four best teams, not the four most deserving, the four with the best resume, because then they've they've made that their mandate of we're going to just look at who we, you know, doesn't matter. You know, Ohio State is better than Oregon, even though Oregon beat them head to head. You know, Alabama is better than everyone else except for Georgia, even though. Bama lost to Texas A&M, you know, they, they pick, you know, their, their mandate of, of finding the best teams is, I don't know. It's, it's, it should be criminal. I think there's no point in playing the games. If you're not going to say we need to pick the most deserving or the best resume teams. And I'll leave it at that. I don't, I could, I could go on forever, but that's, that's it for now. And I'll, I'll piggyback off that in terms of um, if the games don't matter, because last year we saw it with uh, Louisiana and, um, and Iowa State, Iowa State being cons- consistently ranked ahead of Louisiana in the playoff, even though Louisiana Louisiana played. Like, why play the games in the field if they're not going to matter? I'm surprised, frankly, that they ranked Oregon ahead of Ohio State. So I'll give the playoff that much credit, as much as I hate to give the playoff credit. But, uh, um, I mean, this this is a bowl podcast. The playoff um, involves bowls, so I, I guess we're on track. <laughs> yeah, put put Cincinnati in, you cowards. Yeah, exactly. Or we'll have to call the Sickos com- Committee on, on, a, on the CFP. <laughs> so so on that note this has been great and uh you know another great week of college football pretty much all week of college football the mac with the mac playing their weeknight games um so tune in throughout the week and keep following those balls especially up in the northeast uh peace love and soul everyone